have them rearranged so many times, but mix it all together, it sounds like we're like performing in front of a full stadium. That, yeah, I think that's the most logical next step to make us look, make us look good. They say good. fake it till you make it. Yep, and it's like, why, why bother putting effort into good content when we could move people around in a theater and make it seem like we did a really great live podcast? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <coughs> oh man. My, my, do I sound okay? You sound good. Okay. It's just my headphones. Y'all. Well, looky here. We're back. We're back. And uh, another week, day, another no dollar. No dollars. No dollars. Someone yet. send us a dollar. Literally. <laughs> just a dollar. <laughs> we'll be all right. Um, all right, man. We're back. And it's exciting times. It's June now. It and is. It's about to be hot boy summer. Man, it has been hot boy summer. There's a, a couple of days there that the heat was just way too fucking much. Oh, I wasn't talking about the temperature. I was talking about me. <laughs> I uh, I just went. I, I I hung out with some friends yesterday. We went swimming, and uh, I beforehand I was like, I gotta make sure I have trunks that fit. Gotta make sure I have an athletic shirt that fits because I'm still uh, I'm at that I'm at that level of uh, you know, I'm that level of weight where you know. Being shirtless in the in the water is a little like mm, I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know this is a little little weird so uh, I also bought a sleeveless t-shirt and I'm like you know what it's gonna look good on me that's gonna look good and I put it on and I'm like that's gonna look good after about a month of going to the gym that's gonna look good <laughs> after about a month of going to the gym yeah I went to uh, my mom's uh, Saturday and it was my Peepop's birthday shout out Peepop seventy nine years old. Um, but I went. That was the first time I went swimming in a long time, and yep. uh, yeah, took a dive in the pool, and it was nice. I, I told I told my mom I was gonna take the the boys out there one day. We'll just uh, come out and hang out and party. I remember there being like discussions of just like having a mass driver show there. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was that was a legit option on the table for a moment there. Could but, you uh, imagine just like I mean, like how close are like the nearest neighbors? Well, it's like in a cul-de-sac, so the neighbors are pretty close by, but at the same time. Um, there's always like people like blasting music on the boats and okay. the docks and stuff like that. So I don't think it would be too disruptive. Yeah, and also like that whole like it's like a private little community. So like they all they're all like they all know each other. There's I guess there's like three or four neighbors there in that end, at the end of the street with my mom, and they're all pretty much like they know each other. So my mom knows like I don't know. She always has music and parties and stuff like that, and everyone's cool and they'll come over too. So I feel like it would be acceptable. Yeah. 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 We definitely need to shoot a movie out there, dude. The, the I mean, the the aesthetic and the location alone is fucking gnarly. It'd be beautiful. I mean, yeah, I, I uh, I've toyed with a, a slasher script. I I was toying with the horror kind of slasher, like a home invasion kind of script uh, at that location. Well, my, and, I, and yeah, and my big thing is like home invasion. Yes, very good. But my big thing with writing like a slasher is I tried to write one. Not, I say try. It was one of those things where, like, I threw some ideas at a wall. And I'm like, all right, I like this, but I, I don't know that I need to let it. I need to let it marinate a little bit mm-hmm. longer. But the general idea was, what if I wrote a slasher where, like, it's kind of a hangout movie, and then people start getting killed, and like, you actually give a shit about the people. Like, they're actually like your friends. You don't want them to die instead of you know Friday the Thirteenth, where everyone's just kind of An some ass. obnoxious yeah. dick, dickhead <laughs> or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, would be just like a random killer i had like some ideas for his origin story but you know i'll i'll, I'll leave those secret in case i mm. ever make it yes 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 secret secrets uh yeah no that there's there's so much man that's a that's a hard thing about like being a filmmaker and a creative person where you're just like you got all these fucking ideas i mean like i have a whole notebook full of ideas oh, i've yeah. written down and then even on my my mental notebook in <laughs> my head, I've got even more that I've still, I mean, even for years now, I've still been like thinking about and I mean, come back up every once in a while. I'm like, ah, maybe, maybe, maybe now it's time to start thinking about that one a little bit more. So, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough, man. Then, you know, when it comes down to like, okay, what's, what's the lo- most logical thing we can actually do right now mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. But as, as I was something I was thinking of is I just, I'm kind of fed up with like, Coming up with a cool idea and being like, well, give me a fucking couple million dollars and mm-hmm. I'll do it. You yeah, know? for real. Yeah. And because some of those ideas, it's like, you know, there's there's budget filmmaking. There's th- ways you can do things. But there's a lot of times you have an idea. And I'm like, I don't want to skimp on this idea, though. This mm-hmm. is not an idea to be like, well, maybe I could pull it off. It's like, no, I want to pull it off. You know, Right, right, right. Yeah, I know. 
it's uh until until that big break man you never know so well uh everybody it's um it's summer and the calendar is getting full there's lots of things going on and a lot more things about to happen and we're just two guys sitting here doing a podcast for you to entertain your ear holes so you can use it to entertain your other holes but i don't know how there's lots of holes yeah pick one (laughs) yeah i mean no, you know what? I'm not going to go that route. <laughs> I was like, where's he going? Where are we going, John? <laughs> uh, All right. Just nip, I'm just going to nip that in the bud. Uh, we'll, we'll stop it there. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're like 38 episodes in or it's, something like that. I really... Okay, so like... I've I've been considering like trying out like an open mic night or something. Oh yeah, and I, I really like that. the idea of like being in the middle of a set and like starting it to rile something up and being like getting a story winding and then stopping and then kind of sitting thinking there for a second, being like, you know what, I'm not going to tell that one. <laughs> and just like I feel like that would leave the audience being like, what the, what was the joke then? Right, right. And like if if anyone asked me about it, I'd be like, I don't know, just just pretend like don't even have a joke lined up, just uh, just. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh just fucking what's what's it called just edge the entire audience you know edging yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that'd be funny I, I would love to see you do an open mic i think it'd be fun i think if you just put me in the right energy and threw me on stage mm-hmm. magic would happen but yeah yeah you know and that's the thing though about open mic because i i toyed around with it for a while like I think one day I would love to try it, but maybe, I don't know. Because I, I had a few ideas of how I would open it and things like that. But um, that requires, like, I mean, open mics, you know, a lot of people, I think what Tyler did, my brother, uh, when he was trying to do it for a little bit there, his biggest mistake was he was just like, I'm going to go up there and fucking off the top of my head, you know? Mm-hmm. And he bombed pretty bad, <laughs> like, both times. And... uh and I think some people can do that, but I mean, you have to kind of have the practice to do that. But it's like, there's a lot of writing and stuff that requires going in. Even an open mic, when you're doing five minutes, you should have a, you should write a little bit to kind of get there. To, you should have at least an idea of what you're going to yeah, talk about. Yeah, exactly. Not just like go up there and be like, hey, you know, then just try to figure it out what you're going to say. But, have yeah. I told you my rigatoni joke? I don't think so. Um,. It's 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 kind of long, but it's a uh, it's a pretty it's a joke that like when you set it up, it doesn't sound like a joke. So it's just it's one of those jokes. It's best you just kind of throw it out there at random. Okay. And uh, it's got a lot of setup, and the punchline's kind of lame. But that's, <laughs> You're not selling this. <laughs> but but the th- the thing is, the buildup is so much that by the time you deliver the punchline, like if people find it funny, they're gonna find it hilarious. If they don't find it funny. They're gonna be like, "Oh my fucking god, dude, what?" And it's just like you're gonna get a reaction. Okay. It's one of those yeah, things. Yeah. So I thought about like, I don't know. I mean, I know I'm not. I'm no. I know it's not a good thing to go on a podcast and vaguely describe a joke and then not tell it. But it's like it's it's involved, you know. And I've told mm-hmm. I've told three people, and all three of them have looked like they're gonna have a stroke when I get to the punchline because they're so just like, "Oh, mm-hmm. mm. and I'm like, yeah, you know what? If I can't make people laugh. I may as well make people have a stroke. Yeah. Something. In more ways than one. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, you'll have, to, <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to tell me that off pod sometime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, well, all right. What's new, man? You got anything, uh, got anything you want to bitch about today? What do I want to bitch about? You know what? It'd be nice if people were just, you know, able to be more vulnerable with each other. Vulnerable. Vulnerability. I, um, it's nice when you have it. I don't need to go into detail, but I hung out with some friends yesterday, one of which I've hung out with several times, one of which I haven't really hung out with but have known for a little while. And it was just like three hours of just like talking about shit mm-hmm. and just no no filter, no boundaries, like bringing up like traumas and bad memories and hopes and dreams and stuff like that and it was just this open and honest and frank discussion of just like understanding each other and stuff like that and i'm just like this is so good like why don't people just do this why don't people just do this no it it should be practiced more often and you know I, that's something i learned pretty late in life you gotta you know with the people you you're closest with and you can trust you should uh be open with and vulnerable with and uh yeah i mean it's a nice it's a nice feeling when you when you can get that back and you can kind of just let it all out be real and you know 
except the the baggage and all that shit you know that goes behind everything that makes us as a human being because we're all we're all fucked up in our own ways and stuff like that but it's nice to share that with uh, someone you know it's Me- it's particularly like you know you you spend our time around people and you try to like come up with your own reasons for their behaviors mm-hmm. and then when you kind of meet up with them and they you know you they tell you their story it's like oh well okay and it's just i don't know i feel like we're severely lacking in people understanding and empathy is in a short supply and it's you know i don't know how to make someone be empathetic like hot take you should care about other people but like I don't know. It's just I feel like so many people are so afraid to or don't even realize how important it is to just, you know, talk about the hard shit and put things out there and whatnot. I say this as a podcast where we go on and we talk about how much traffic sucks or or <laughs> why 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 do people shitting in gas stations have to be so weird? There's you know, be another way. <laughs> Dude, that one. I love that. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. But uh, it's, it's just like. But really, it's like it's just, it's a pretty basic thing. It's like you don't have to like be everyone's therapist, but like, you know, if you're around someone and they start talking about some shit they've been through, like realize that they've probably taken a lot of time to be like to trust you with that information mm-hmm. to give that out. Yeah, and another thing is like, I don't like because I've been in situations before. Um, you're, you're trying to be real with someone, you, like you know, it's like one of those things where. You should learn how to communicate, to tell how you feel. If you're not, if you don't like something, maybe you should address it and talk about it. Talk about your emotions. Talk about how the way makes you feel and how you're perceiving things. So then you start doing that, and then it gets just shut down. Like no, no, I I don't want to hear it. It's like you know, get mad about the situation. You know, yeah. and it's like, well, hold on here. It's take it's taken me a lot to fucking try to sit here in a calm, rational mind and tell you you know exactly what's going on and you're either going to disregard it or shut it down or stuff like that so you know that's uh it's like i could just be an asshole and just say what's up you know and if not you know or I'm, I'm trying to take the nicer way here but uh you know that you know that that's a that's a hairy situation there too so being vulnerable and if you're especially like with others either take the time to listen or just you know try to list try to understand or, uh, you know, just at least, like, say thank you for sharing, and, you know, I don't know, I'm not sure what else I can do for you, but... You know, you know. I think the worst thing you can do is, like, is like if you've opened up to someone, and they, like, are cool with it, and then, like, later, they use the things you've opened up about as ammo. Ooh. They, like, throw it back at you for whatever reason, and it's just, like, it's... Because, I mean, that, that happened to me, and, like it was fucked up and it ended a friendship and it was like a couple years later I was like wanting to open up to a friend and I'm like terrified and I'm like why am I so terrified of doing this and I'm like oh oh Mm -hmm. trust issues Mm -hmm. that's what happens because it turns out when you don't communicate with people properly it can kind of it can create deep-seated issues and it doesn't just it doesn't just like kill friendships and relationships and whatever when shit like that happens it also plants a seed for a fucking poisonous plant to grow around and strangle this person and prevent them from being vulnerable with other people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And, you know, this is kind of relating to an, a current theme that's going on with uh, people in general. Like, with, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, I actually, I think we've talked about it before, but the film community around here is a little drama heavy right now. Yeah. There's like a... And and that's that's a whole other subject, so I'm not gonna get into that too much. Um, but there's a conversation going on, especially now with like what Strange Films is doing, you know, the opportunities we're getting and things like that. I have to be really selective <sighs> with the people that's kinda in my circle right now yeah. because I kinda I've had bad experiences in the last year, um, with people coming in and then stirring the pot. And, you know, you kind of gave them the trust, the vulnerability, you you give them all this open floor plan of ideas and everything. And then, you know, they they turn around and fucking uh, be an asshole. And it's like, whoa, hold on, dude. It's like, I I thought we were cool here. I thought we were on the same page here. And uh, kind of sees like exactly what you're wanting to get out of all this and not just be like a homie and all that. So, but there's like, you know, even on my last podcast, 
uh, on the Strange Films podcast, I we talked about that too. You kind of have to really trust who you're around, and and you and because it can affect your name, your your vulner, uh, your uh, films, or your your status whatever you know everything and that that goes on all these different levels from relationships to friendships to professional business relationships and things like that too so yeah just um the people around you whether whatever kind of situation that is got to kind of keep keep a radar out you know and i think the hard thing too is sometimes you encounter people who are like that who don't seem to understand and sometimes it's like it's easy to dismiss them as they're just an asshole, but like there's also a very real possibility they've never been able to be vulnerable with True. anyone in their life and they don't understand that that's a thing that they can do, which I, I think is a very widespread problem, particularly amongst men. But yeah, no, and, 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 and we're going to, we'll keep going down a deep rabbit hole if you think of it like that, because it really is like you, everyone's so different with how they were brought up, how they communicate with others, are they introverted, extroverted, you know, have they had, you know, bad relationships and <clears throat> communications and stuff like that. So, you know, a lot of people don't a lot of people don't get it. It's the same thing with the restaurant, you know, industry, hospitality. Like if you could have the nicest, coolest person you know outside of a restaurant. Um, but then when you take them into a restaurant to go sit down and eat and they just have you the their worst servants. You're not some person who has a life. You are there to serve them, right? Like they don't have the they don't have the proper etiquette. Like they don't understand. Like, you know, instead of saying, "Oh, hey, when you get a chance, could uh, maybe I get a refill of this?" They're like, they're like, "Hey, uh, tea, tea," you know, here. And it's like, well, <laughs> for the audio listeners, I just like started snapping <laughs> yeah. my fingers uh-huh. in the air like that. I hate that shit. So, so it's much. like, yeah, it's like you just sometimes you really see like a different side of someone because they just don't know. They don't know how to have like they never worked on the inside of a restaurant or they've never been around the right people going out to eat to have that proper etiquette. So it's like you just never know everyone's like their shit, but it's a real thing, you know. I don't know. It's a we can, everyone's different. Empathies in short supply. Yeah. Got a got a maybe instead of destroying the earth for fossil fuels we could mine people's brains for empathy because it's in there there's it's some, in there some empathy i like around. to believe that everyone is capable of empathy even though sometimes i'll read about like hate crimes and shit and i'll be like mm, 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 i don't know there's some people that's got just pure evil yeah <laughs> yeah like, they got the devil living inside them there you go yeah yeah anyway this is this was philosophy with um with john and august if oh, blake yeah. were here we'd We'd continue. Oh yeah, we gotta get Blake back on. Get, get that bump. Uh, dude, I uh, shout out Blake. I called him the other day, so he already knows this. But I missed his birthday, and I got I got. Really oh shit. Up. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Yeah, I missed <laughs> missed his birthday. I didn't get a notification, and I had so much fucking shit going on. And I just like I woke up, like, let's see, I called him on the third. His his birthday's on the first, and I was like, I woke up. On oh, the, he shares a birthday with a with a friend of mine. Okay. Yeah, I woke up and I was like. I was thinking about Blake real heavy, and I was like, something's wrong here. I was like, I know his birthday's around here. I was like, why didn't I not see his birthday? I knew it was beginning of June, but I forgot what Yeah, I thought it was the second. I was like, is it the second or the third? I was like, the first? And then I just like, god damn, I know I missed it. So I called him, and I was like, dude. And he he was just the nicest he can be. Ah, He's like, don't worry about it. It's all good. He's like, I didn't really tell anyone about it either, and... But either way, shout out Blake. I love you, dude. I I know I already called you and uh, told you how shitty of a friend I am. But yeah. happy late birthday once again from your buddies. It would be nice. It would be nice, boys. It would be nice if we remembered your birthday. It would be nice if we remember your birthday. We weren't such shitty friends. Well, I like how we're like we have empathy, care about other people. Yeah. And it's like anyway, I forgot my friend's <laughs> birthday. Forgot my fucking best friend's birthday for there like six years here. That'll that'll do it. Oh uh, yeah. But, I think I feel like there's just a lot of times where like I think if you have friends and they all have birthdays around the same time, it's just like they're gonna get messed. Well, up. it's insane because yeah, it's like from. Pretty much, like, from February till July, it's just everyone in our circle's birthday, like, you know, and, and family and f- friends circle. So, it's just, like, it's insane. Um, you know, it'd be nice what? if there, if money just wasn't such, like, a fucking, you know, thing that just weighs on you money, every day, you know? Uh, my hot take, money shouldn't exist. I know. It's, like, like it's insane. And you know what's stupid about it? Because it's all pretty much digital now. It's mm-hmm. all in your bank. It's all online. It's, I don't even view money as like a, a thing. I view num- money as like a number that has been assigned to me to determine what I'm allowed to do. In yeah, life. it's crazy. It's like 
I don't have, you know, I mean, I get my cash tips and stuff, which is nice, but it's like, if it's not cash, though, it's and you just see it on your phone, you're like, that's the number I'm associated uh-huh. with. And you're uh-huh. just like... And it's different than the credit score. It's right. different. It, it feels worse somehow. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's just like, it's kind of, you look at that and I'm like, why can't that be more? And if it goes down, you're like, oh, God, this is hurting. Like, like, okay, if I do something I don't want to do for 40 hours a week, it'll go up, but I'll be more miserable. Uh-huh. You know? It's, it's just, just like, I don't know. And then, you, so it's just not even there. You know, we can all just, like, take a little plastic card and swipe it anywhere, and, you know, things can go crazy. You know, we can get whatever you want. But at the same time, if you get whatever you want, and then next week you're like, oh, I got to pay the bills, and I don't have that number in my bank account. You're like, that's... That's alarming. So you, money be, just is, it's a weird, it just always weighs in your head. You best be careful, man, because one thing I found is like, when I start questioning like things as fundamental to like society as money, when I start being like, why do we do that? Why is that yeah. the way it is? You get all these people who come out of the woodwork who are like, no, but no, we got it. We got it. We got it. And I'm like, but do you? Mm-hmm. But do you gotta? Yeah. As you said about people shitting in gas stations, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> For sure, man. There really does. Like, I don't know, man. It's uh, the government should give us all like, like a set amount of stuff that we can. I don't know. There's, that's a whole other. There's thing. a good argument like, for like universal basic income. The thing Andrew, yeah. Andrew Yang ran on. There's issues with that too because it's like you give. Like, okay, what if everyone gets $1,000 a month? Okay, then you got to make sure that, like, all the corporations don't just raise all their prices because they know yeah. people can afford it. And I don't know. I'm, a, I'm of the opinion of, like, things like housing and food and water should just be, like, things that people just have by default. And then, like, money is used for them to get, like, nicer things or mm-hmm. invest in projects and start things. And Because I think that takes a lot of the pressure <laughs> off, like, the stress, too. Because it's, like, if you need this, if you need this thing to literally survive and live it becomes mm-hmm. so much more higher pressure but when it's just oh i could this will give me extra opportunities this will give me extra mobility you can feel free to be like oh okay i can just chill for a little bit mm-hmm. yeah and you know i'm in my, i am in this like weird part of my life where i don't see i don't stress <laughs> out about money as much as i used to when i was like i was really bad with money about mm, 10 years ago like i was I remember having to have my ex, my ex girlfriend, like having to help pay the rent because I just wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't good with my money. Like yeah. I wasn't making enough, and also I wasn't well. Uh, I I didn't know how to balance my budget, so, you know. But I got really good with my money, you know, probably about like six, seven years ago or something like that. Uh, and I've always been pretty like ahead, but I've always been very, very cautious with what I spend, what I do. Oh yeah, like, I can't like justify spending that extra twenty dollars you gotta no matter how much money you have act like you're poor right right (laughs) but as of the last year year and a half i've been more on the lines of you know what fuck it i'm gonna spend the money on this or i'm gonna buy that or i'm gonna invest in that or i'm gonna take that trip and spend that extra money or like whatever like i i've been a lot more um open with it even if i think i shouldn't spend the money like at the end of the day i'll be like you know what this is going to benefit me or benefit someone or benefit strange films in, in if i just do this so because the money will catch up i'm all, i'm still ahead like that's the thing I, i'm always ahead with my money and i'm really good at budgeting and i know i'll like catch up the money somehow but this month oh my god i got like so much expenses coming up, dude. Like, Mm-mm-mm. I had to finish paying the rest of the Ginger Lynn stuff, her agent. I had to finish fucking, um, oh, I got to have the, the extravagance I got to pay for. I got an Ohio trip I got to pay for. I got uh, fucking just all kinds of shit I got to pay for this month. And it's like, I look at that those numbers, I'm like, ooh, that's uh, that's a good chunk of change there. Yeah. And I just paid all the bills, so I'm kind of like, you know, I'm like, ah, God, I got to work. I got to hustle a little extra harder this month. And I'm like, I don't even know when I have the time to extra hustle. You know, I'm like, because I got so much shit going on this month. So, like, that stress of the anxiety of money was really kicking in. So, I'm sitting here like, what the fuck? Why, you know, it, it just, why the fuck do I care? Why do I have to care this much about all this shit? You know, it's like, I just wish, I don't know. There's got to be another way. Like you said, got to yeah. be a better way. <clears throat> yeah, and... Um I think I think a lot about how like you talk about spending habits and stuff like that. And oh, I'm just gonna get this if I want to. And I definitely was at a time. There was a time when it was just like 
you could tell when I was kind of like feeling kind of funky because I would just order a record or I'd go to the uh, record yeah. store, buy a Blu-rays or trinkets, whatever, whatever little thing. And I just don't really do that anymore because I kind of had this realization of like, I'll take the record home and I'll feel that, that dopamine rush of mm-hmm. like, Ooh, look at the, look at the packaging and Oh, it, <laughs> look at it. And Oh, it sounds so good. And all that. And I realize how fleeting that is and mm-hmm. how like, like I just, I don't, you know, so many people's like you ask what they're into and their interest and their personality is just that they buy shit, you know? And it's like, I mean, yeah. it's, it's cool to like movies and video games and music, but sometimes people just all they talk about is all the stuff they buy and like, oh, I got this thing. I got this thing. Yeah. And it's like, and I just realized it's just like, hey, you know what's cheaper and like significantly healthier is just good, solid relationships with friends. Yeah. Which brings it back to the vulnerability thing oh, like yeah. that. Like I... I mean, like, I hung out with friends yesterday, and it was, like, probably some of the most emotionally vulnerable I've been in ages, and I had I had realizations about shit, and it's just, like, I didn't pay a dime for that experience yesterday. I showed up with people I trusted, and we talked about stuff, and there wasn't, there wasn't any sort of exchange, but, you know, a lot of it is just kind of based around, like, you know, even socializing, so often it's based around spending money. It's like, why is it that everyone's default is let's go to the bar and have a few drinks? Mm-hmm. Like, yes having a few drinks is nice but it's always like let's go to the let's go grab a cup of coffee let's pay to grab a cup of coffee right. let's pay to grab a beer let's pay to go out to dinner and it's just like more people just need to go to parks like i yeah. know win- winter is a thing so maybe we should have indoor spaces that are you know heated that are a good communal place that aren't that are revolved around people just hanging out and talking to each other instead of spending money yeah and you know cuz some of my favorite hangs are just like coming to the house and you know let's chill and listen to music and doing whatever um but yeah and that's that's a big thing i had to adjust in my life like over the last few years was oh you don't always have to go out to pay for things like just make a coffee at home or cook dinner you know or you know get your uh 12 pack of beer and you know carry that through you know throughout the week whatever it is so yeah because really i don't buy a lot i don't buy clothes for myself i don't buy anything like bougie for myself or whatever like i just i have the bad habit of buying records which i had to stop doing that because last summer uh i I, it's a it's always a cycle for like two months i'll just like buy Mm -hmm. buy records i'll get like 12 new records and then i'm like oh i spent like 250 dollars on records and i'm like i need to stop and i won't buy anything for a long time so records are like my biggest hobby money spending thing when i go through that phase but other than that i mean it's just all like strange films marketing stuff or anything i need to buy online and um occasionally you know when we do hang out like outside of the house or something like that but it it is really like a thing of just like i check my bank account and i look at the number and i'm like oh my god just it's just like i gotta keep it at a certain level and like Mm -hmm. it's just this weird thing of like when you go to the store and you get food and whatnot and like you know it's it's so bad with like with like how like price gouging all the like food conglomerates are doing and whatnot now it's just like i'll go to the i'll go to the grocery store and i'll get like a basket full of food and when i say food i don't mean like a bunch of doritos and cakes Mm -hmm. and lobster and fish i mean like i my usual grocery trip is like i'll get a few vegetables i might get like some canned beans or something and then i might get like a meat and usually like some form of dairy and it's like i scan like eight items and it's like it'll be 45 dollars, and i'm just like all right, well, that my my number, my 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 am I fucked number when it hits zero, is gonna go down by forty five, but I'll be able to eat. I need to be okay with that. And then like yeah. you apply that to like everything you spend on of like, well, number went down big this time, but now I have a roof over my head for another month, and it's yeah. just like it's just kind of thing where you realize how dehumanizing and fucking weird it is when you start to look at it that way. Yeah. It's, it's strange, man. And then when you, Oh, it's when you, especially when you get into loans and shit like that, it's like, it was so hard for me cause I had a hard time getting like a loan for my car and it's just like, okay, I need to make my number go up by going to work and traveling for work. I need a new car to do, to make my number go up, but you say my number is not high enough mm-hmm. for me to have the thing that makes my number go up. And that's the thing is don't call it your money. Call it th- your number. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, make it sound as dystopian as it actually is. Honestly, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what... I don't know what the, the future of the dollar is even going to be like because everything's going to uh, digital currency 
and banks are collapsing and all this crazy shit. So I don't know, man. I just, I just try to stay in my threshold, make as much as I can and try to enjoy life. Make sure I got the roof. You could be a freak like me and do a ton of reading and deep diving and be like, there's gotta be another way and reading a bunch of shit and be like, maybe there is another way. Maybe one day. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We're f- ju- what, we, what do we know? We're just a bunch of assholes who come on here to bitch about stuff. But, you know. Yeah. So, that's us. Um, all right. Anyways. So, we talked about value, life. life, vulnerability, and money. And, um, yeah. Keep your yeah. circle of trust close. For sure. All right. Well, what else? What's fun now? Let's get in the fun stuff. We're right about that hour there. I, that uh, half hour. Oh, oh. it was empty, guys. My Celsius is empty. Over. Don't worry. All right. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, not yesterday, but throughout the week, I've been playing this game. I'm so excited to talk about this. Oh boy, a game called Slayers X: Terminal Aftermath: Vengeance of the Slayer. Uh, vengeance is spelled incorrectly in the title. On um, purpose? Yes. Okay. So that's the whole title. Yes, Slayers X: Terminal Aftermath: Vengeance of the Slayer. Sounds crazy. Um. This game's wild, dude. Okay, so I got to give you like a backstory. So there's a game I've not played, came out a couple years ago, called Hypnospace Outlaw. And the game, the whole game is you browsing the internet in like a fictional, like alternate version of 1999. So all the websites have like late 90s web design, like... They look kind of like shit. Yeah. They're kind of like gaudy and garish, and people are just showing off like, look what I can do, because they're just discovering what you can do with web design and, and stuff. But there's all these websites, and I, I think, I don't want to say for sure, but I think the game revolves around you investigating stuff, so you have to go to these websites to gather information. There's one website from this 15-year-old guy named Zane, and imagine a 15-year-old in the late 90s, and you've watched The Matrix... You play Quake and Doom and Duke Nukem. You uh, you're listening to new metal. You haven't you Lincoln Park hasn't hit you yet, but like all the precursors mm-hmm. have. And you're 15 and you're angsty and you just like you think you're the hottest shit and oh, whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so the, this this guy has a website in Hypnospace Outlaw, and um, I I can't say for sure, but like I think the gist of it is he's talked about like I'm gonna make the best game in the world on his website and so then Slayer's X Terminal Aftermath Vengeance of the Slayer comes out and it's being sold as that guy from that game that talked about making a game this is that game it's wow. real and the Twitter account for it is Zane and the guy who made the game does it in character as this 15 year old guy who's just like yeah whatever like I've seen people who were like Sent posted reviews of it that are like, yeah, this is pretty good, really solid. Also, I banged Zane's mom, and he'll reply and be like, that's not cool, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the game is aggressively 90s. One, it looks like a game made in 1999. It looks like Duke Nukem or Blood or Shadow Warrior. Your main character has like is like blonde, has glowing green eyes. Everything's green because it's got hacker shit all over this game. It's all about hackers and psychos. And the enemies are just batshit. It's got a ton of, like, fart jokes and, like, dick jokes because it's made by a teenager. The soundtrack sounds like someone listened to a bunch of Linkin Park and was just like, I just need to jam and just play stuff like that for the game. It's over the top. It's stupid as hell. It is... I've never seen something pick, like, an aesthetic and just be like, crank it to 300. Mm -hmm. Just go full in on it. And it's fun. It's fun to play because it plays like a 90s shooter. So it's just over the top, dumb shit. I just got to a part where you collect this new thing that lets you do fucking Dragon Ball shit. You just shoot energy beams out of your hands <laughs> and you can fly with it and everything. And it's uh, it's great. It's so like unapologetically like kind of cringy, but it's just I love it when something is just like I'm going to go full 100. No shame. And that's this game. It's super fun. That sounds fun. Yeah, that's a. I like the deep dive uh, history there. Too, it's it's crazy. It. Like I've that's not cool. played I've not played Hypnospace Outlaw, but like even without that backstory, this game in and of itself is just so like, wow, that is such a that is such like a because there's a big thing of like going back to like late '90s game design, mm-hmm. particularly in the retro FPS scene. But this one decided to just go ham with it because mm-hmm. some of them will be like, ah, eh, we can tone it down. It doesn't need to be that '90s, and this one's like, it needs to be more '90s. <laughs> 
I always love hearing about these games from you, dude, because uh, I I never heard anything like this. So, oh yeah, yeah. I, I I I get the weird shit yeah. in my feed. That's and, exciting uh, and whatnot. Uh, well, that's cool. I have still been playing Legend of Zelda. How's that going? It's been fun. I barely scratched the surface, but <laughs> and apparently there is a map underneath Hyrule as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh my god, dude! I just discovered that last I've, night. I've heard that's pretty much the size of the entire overworld map. Too. Yeah, and I'm like. I just discovered it, and I, like, it took me forever to, not forever, but, like, it took me a good bit to even get to, like, the, the next little uh, sprout down there to, to shine, you know, a little light on it. And I was like, I looked at that map, and I was like, fuck, I'm never going to finish this game. Yeah. Like, this is so fucking much. Have you, you've, I mean, this doesn't just apply to Zelda, but have you ever been, like, playing a game, and you're, like, pretty into it, and then you, like, you open a door, and you just look at what's in front of you, and you go... I don't have time to do this. Yeah, uh, like I was playing. Yeah. I was playing Dishonored like last week, and I think I just, I took a long time to get past like a security checkpoint, and then I just saw this massive building with all these guards, and I'm just like, this is gonna take like two hours. I'm yeah. not gonna do this right now. Yeah, it's it, like sometimes I'll yeah when I get to a certain part in Zelda where I look ahead, I'm like, yeah, that's gonna take a while. I need to restart a session on this, so I'm gonna just save it now, and I'll I'll come back to this tomorrow. <laughs> like. But it's been nice. I've just been picking it up, you know, at the end of the night and playing for an hour and a half or so. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful game, man. I'm, I'm really enjoying the process of it uh, and the controls and everything of it. Um, but, man, I've, again, I barely scratched the surface. Where I don't get to play, like, hours at a time. I just, you know, it's just more like a, eh, let me not think for a little bit and wander around in Zelda and... It's, it's funny you say not think because I think one of the big things but for me in video games is it's like for me it's like I want to think but I want it to be contained within this world well yeah there's that but it's, uh, I mean it, to tie it back to our old conversation it's like I want to be concerned about my like say I'm playing I haven't played Tears of the Kingdom but I've played Breath of the Wild so mm-hmm. I'm going to use that as an example say I'm like I'm thinking about my uh, how durable all my weapons are I'm thinking about mm. what foods I'm carrying and if I should stop yeah. to cook something instead of thinking about if I if I eat ramen tonight I can pay off my car yeah yeah no that's that's what it is it's like I just don't want to think about the real world I want to think about yeah Zelda world which is like I don't know I don't I don't know how prevalent it is of like but have you ever had like people particularly older people find out you play video games and be like you're a aren't you an adult aren't you don't you have responsibilities yeah, yeah I don't know I haven't had that in a long time really I know it still exists I've yeah, not, I know it I've not does. had it I just know it's common in like online shit I hear you know what I hear about people in video games more now is like uh successful people like more just like entertainers you know whether they're comedians or you know filmmakers or whoever like anyone anyone in the industry or something like that you bring up video games like just through podcasts or something if i hear it's like oh yeah i can't i can't touch that shit i'll just just like why you hate video games no i love video games that's the reason i can't touch that shit because i'll just be addicted and i'll play them play them play them and it's like i don't and then and then there's always that narrative of saying video games people who love video games Will just sit there and fucking ruin their lives. They have no motivation to do anything. And I'm no. like, I'm the opposite. I'm like, I think I need to take a step back from all the hustle and grind and fucking real life shit and just, you know, relax and in build, this build way, a doohickey you know? like, in Zelda. You know, yeah, I just need to, yeah, I just I, need um, to fucking do something else. You know, that's not associated with the real world. Well, it's like I've, you know, I think a lot of it too depends on your upbringing. Like if you, I think most people who grow up play video playing video games like. I mean, and there's some people who might grow up playing video games and then they just, they completely flip and they just, they just crunch numbers and they don't, they don't do anything fun with the rest of their life. Um, but like, then there's like, I was just talking to a friend yesterday and she was like, yeah, I, video games stress me out. I don't play them. And it's like a thing of like, I think there's always like a common perception of video games. If you don't play them, like if you don't play video games, you know what you hear about, you hear about Fortnite, Call mm-hmm. of Duty, Halo, maybe Battlefield. And that's it. So your perception of video games is people running around shooting each other and blowing up, and that's what video games are. And in that, if that's the case, yeah, that sounds kind of stressful if you're not into that sort of thing, of right. just come running around and competing, but then you find out shit like Kirby exists, and it's like, oh, this is bright and colorful and relaxing, and uh, 
stuff like Stardew, like Stardew Valley and the Sims, Animal Crossing, Sable, and, just any any. Yeah. You find out these games exist that are just like, oh, you can just kind of chill and vibe. And then like the Telltale games of like, you don't have to worry about aiming yeah, or yeah. action or quick moves or dodging. It's just you're you're in this story and you're participating in it and you're in this world mm-hmm. and. I don't know. That's what I love about video games. Like, there's something to there's scratch. There's so many different levels. All these itches. Yeah. And with the prevalence of indie games now, you're starting to see people who are like, I have a really weird idea, and I'm just going to do it. And it might not be AAA shiny graphics, but they sure did have this idea, and they definitely did it. I love it, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've always been... I mean, ever since I was a little, 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 little kid, I've always been a gamer. What I was just, your first game? Uh, I know I had a Sega... Um, was it Sega Genesis? That sounds was, about right. Yeah, I think that was called the Sega Genesis. I had that. I don't know what my first game game was. I all I can say is I know I played Sega for a long time with Sonic and fucking um, other side scroller games or whatever the fuck that was on there. And uh, but then I remember getting the N sixty four, and I, those were all like my biggest memories of first games. I oh, remember yeah. Quest sixty four, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and uh, Super Smash Brothers. Plus, uh, like I had all of them, like Mario Kart, Mario Kart, and fucking Mario Party, Pokemon Snap, all that stuff. I just remember those were like the days where I just remember like all my. I mean, the Sega definitely was like uh, enlightening for me. Really hooked me in, um, especially like Mortal Kombat and stuff like that. But uh, N sixty four was like, man, I'm in love with video games and GameCube and all that. I was a big gamer all the way until like college and then that's when you kind of that's kind of when you start scale back yeah you just drop off and you know it was only like i would have late night sessions every once in a while or whatever but really i mean i took i'm I'm just now kind of getting back into games i took like a year and a half off of not even playing anything because of augie and and uh, work and stuff and you know now i only play it's like a for me it's almost like a reward now i'm like ah you know what i Worked my ass off. Yeah. I'm tired and I don't fucking feel like doing anything. I just want to kick back and play a game. And uh, it's a it's it's harder to do now because you don't have a lot of time. So you have to really pick and choose the games and stuff. Yeah, but. that's that's hard too because like I always hear people complain about like where are all the good games these days? And it's it's for people who they grew up playing games but they never became a freak like me who became like in tune with like the gaming community and like really deep and niche. And it's like. Yeah, now it's like if you only play like the big games that get advertised to everyone, you're going to get some good stuff, but you're also going to deal with a lot of disappointment because it's like, oh, this year's Battlefield just sucks or this new Halo, the multiplayer doesn't work or something like that because that's just how it can be for a lot of things. Um, Yeah. um, So my first game was either Mega Man 3 or Quake 3 Mm. and very, very different games, but I remember my brother would play through the levels in Mega Man 3 and then let me fight the bosses and I would beat them and then I played Mega Man 3 as an adult and I'm like, no fucking way I beat these bosses when I was a kid. <laughs> I'm bad at this and it's like that. But Quake 3 was, it wasn't so much that I played Quake 3 and like fought against like bots and played multiplayer so much as it was my brother would load up like custom maps and there were like these maps that were like, it's a kitchen but you're the size of a mouse and you can go all around the kitchen and you're tiny. And it was just like he'd load up the map with cheats so I could fly around and just explore. And I just I just love doing that. And I think that's why I like I still love a good video game that's just like, here's a cool sh- place. Just look around. Just yeah. explore mm-hmm. and whatnot with that. And uh, and yeah, and I mean, I'm definitely more hardcore than most because I just I've always been gaming and I get really into design. And, and now I literally am working on a game. So it's it's you get a different level of perspective there. Oh, yeah. But uh yeah, video games are cool. Video games are cool, John. They are. We uh, we tricked a rock into thinking when we made the computer, and then we tricked the rock into showing us f- cool images that we can manipulate with our mind and create different worlds. Mm-hmm. And now the rock is trying to trick us because of AI. And now the rock <laughs> is in movies. The rock and has weird movies. contract stipulations. Have you heard about that? And he's got like weird contract stuff. Uh, no, I think I mean I don't know how true this is, but like I hear things about like he has to he always has to throw more punches than the guy he's fighting. Oh my god, stuff like that <laughs> and weird shit like that. Like it's it's weird when you find out about that. Like Apple actually they have a policy like if your villain uses you, your villain cannot use an iPhone. What? Like stuff like that and and like they'll I think they'll allow your pro- their products to be in your movie, but like that's one of the stipulations is villains can't use iPhones. 
villain has to use the android. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> fucking, like, okay. That's yeah. such a weird... I heard about The Rock. Um, part of the reason why his whole Black Adam uh, thing, like, tanked and everything with DC is, like... Well, not... not it's Well, it's one of the many reasons, I should say. But he demanded for... Like the screenings or the promo, I don't know if it was. I guess it was probably for the screenings, premieres, and everything like that. He demanded like he needed a full like tequila bar with all of his tequila and all like all this crazy shit like and and all this stuff and and it was just like cost like a bunch of fucking money that Warner Brothers was like, no, it's like too much money. And he's like, no, this is what's happening. Otherwise, fuck you. <laughs> you know, like, I've heard about bands will put weird shit in their contracts just to make sure that the venues actually read the contracts mm-hmm. like they're like we want a bowl of m&ms but we don't want any green m&ms that's funny. weird shit like that but a lot of that is just like well if they didn't read if they provide that we know they read the contract and we know that they made sure they know that our our drum set needs this kind of stage or some, i don't know anything about like touring and the logistics of it but i think if you're a band you want to make sure your venues aren't going to screw you over yeah i remember um so back in college uh etsu wiz khalifa came and toured oh yeah yeah and i that was the first time i saw wiz and i was I, i'm still a big fan of him but that was a huge fan at the at the time i went to a I went to a halloween party instead of that concert oh did I was you there. yeah I mean, there was some guy there who uh like you can tell like i was hanging out with like the nor- near your side he was like isn't there was like some concert from some i think he's like a wizard guy or something <laughs> yeah uh but I, I'm, I was like, like you know, because Wiz Khalifa, all he talks about is fucking smoking weed, and every everywhere he goes, he's got weed on him and shit. And so, like, he didn't come out on stage for a while, and I'm pretty sure it's because, like, like I'm pretty sure the venue kept telling him, like, you can't smoke a lot of weed in here and stuff like that because it's a college. Is, it's a college. And he's like, yeah, it's a college. Of course, I'm gonna smoke. Yeah, weed. And, and I'm pretty sure he was like, dude, I'm gonna fucking get high here if you want me to play. Like, yeah. And next thing you know, he finally rolls out, and just the whole stadium was filled with weed, dude. But I just thought it was so funny. Like ETS, I could just imagine ETSU and all the cops there being like, buddy, you can't have weed here. And he's like. Who the fuck do you think I am? Like yeah. this, I'm fucking with, with Khalifa, dude. That's part of my fucking brand. It's uh, just I don't like I. I always like wonder like because I I I always wondered how they chose like the concerts there because yeah. it was I was always waiting on them to. I mean, I listen to weird shit. I'm I'm in I'm into indie trash and like doom metal and shit. But like when I was when I went there, I was always like every time they announced the concert, I'm like, I wonder if it's gonna be someone I'm actually interested in seeing. And it never was. It was mm-hmm. always someone where I'm like, oh, I mean, I know who that person is. I just, I don't fuck with their music. So, yeah. But yeah. I, I always wonder what the decision-making process is like that and if they consider stuff like that. Like, Yeah, right. Like, you know, like, well, let's have Snoop Dogg. It's like, oh, but we, but really? We're gonna, we're gonna right. invite Snoop and we're gonna be like, no, sir, you cannot. Yeah, you cannot do your activities that you normally like to do at your shows. Um, yeah, I think I saw Lifehouse there, which, you know, they're whatever. All I know is that one year I invited a girl in my English class to be my date to a film festival where I had a movie screening oh, yeah. and she turned me down. And while I was at the film festival, I looked at her Snapchat and she was at the school concert, which was the all American rejects. And I'm like, look, man, I guess I got rejected for the other rejects. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I was I was kind of drunk at the at the after party and yeah, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Shit happens. Shit happens. Shit happens. I saw all my all I saw all American Rejects. They were good, very very good. Um, okay, yeah. I've been watching Ghost Adventures. What is that, dude? I cannot tell you how much I've been obsessed with Ghost Adventures. It's been really? insane. It's just like one of those shows I like to have on. Because I don't have to, th- you know, it's just in the on in the background, but I also have to get really into it, and because um, HBO Max turned into Max now, you know, with Discovery, so now they got Discovery <laughs> and I know, so now all the Discovery channels are on HBO Max or Max now, whatever the fuck it is. So Max is on, and Ghost Adventures is on there, and I was just like, I'm not really a fan of those kind of shows. It's just like Ghost Hunters, you know, yeah, they go out and see haunted places and stuff, but man. I don't know what has gotten into me, but I have been watching it nonstop. And it's just like, it's just these four guys. They go into all these different haunted places and haunted uh, houses and whatever. And, and they, you know, they, there's a legend behind every place. And they go in there and they fucking investigate and shit. And 
they you see all the evidence and yeah and i don't know i don't know if it's just the, if i like the guys or if i like the way it's all filmed or what but man it's like it's interesting it's fun it's like spooky it's enough of the spookiness to to kind of feel like you're watching something well, like, like that's, that's what i'm thinking about with it is it's like i'm not a believer in like any any real supernatural thing i'm not a believer in ghosts but like i like the idea of ghosts and i kind of like all the bullshit we've come up with to kind of try to like explain the idea mm-hmm. of ghosts and i just find it really entertaining so like yeah, give me some dork that comes in with a fucking thingamabob that has like a bunch of dials and shit, and he's just like, there, there were tormented souls in it's here. Like, fun. I know it's complete bullshit, but I'm just like, I appreciate, I appreciate the commitment to the bit. I love it's- it too. I love it too. And what's really funny is, so they'll go in there, right, and they're like, they'll be, they'll be in the middle of a conversation, I'm like, yeah, you know, this is happening. You know, the the guy hung himself here. Da, da, da. He's like, hold on, did you guys feel that? Did you guys feel that? It's always that. And he goes, it's- I just got the coldest fucking breeze ever. And then someone else, I feel it too, Zach. I feel it too. It's fucking freezing here. And then it's so funny because they'll be taunting the spirits. They'll be like, they'll be in there and they're like, why are you here? What do you, why do you want to torture them? If you want to torture someone, torture me. I'm here. And then the, and the main guy, he'll be like, if you can hear us, he's like, scratch Aaron on the forehead. It's like, what? It's, it's, like, always, it's always like some always, specific request. Yeah, he's like, if you can hear us, you want to hurt someone, hurt us. And then it'll be like, hurt Aaron, hurt Nate, he's here. And then Nate's like, what did I do? It's like, <laughs> it's just so funny, dude. Like, they're so specific of like, like hurt someone here, hurt us, or make us, possess us. And it's like, oh my God. But dude, I don't know. It's just the theatrics of it, the fucking seriousness I mean, of it. It's so fucking I am thinking about how much I do really like uh, like ghost hunting movies and uh-huh. stuff like that. Do you remember the scene in the original Paranormal Activity? I didn't remember this until someone posted it as like one of their favorite scenes of like they invite this psychic over and he like comes in, he like walks in the door and he's like fuck this and leaves. Yeah. And it's just like it's so funny because it's like yeah, like you feel this bad this bad mojo and you're like yeah. I ain't I ain't dealing with this shit. I know. But yeah. I don't know. No, yeah, now that you pointed out, I'm thinking about it. I'm like I do, I do really like that whole like just go in and like are there spirits here yeah. and just like how much you can ham it up with that sort it's of so shit. It's so funny because they were doing one where they were doing a Ouija board and there is a demon that was communicating with them named Zozo and the guy was like Oh my God! Because there was it was moving and it was like what's it spelling? It was like K, I, L. Kill? Who do you want to kill? Who do you want to kill? And then it said it spelled out one of the guy's names, Nate. And he was like, "You want to kill Nate?" And he's like, and the guy was like, "Nate, stay in the room." And he's like, "He wants to kill me." He's like, "Stay in the room, Nate." And it's like, I was just like, "What the? This is just so fucking funny." Seriously, I'm thinking about like improv class and the improv shit I do, and I'm just like, I could probably grab like a couple of people from improv and go to a uh, fucking thrift store electronic section and we could just go to people's houses and we could do that. Oh my God, dude. I, it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just so funny, man. And I, I mean, I do believe in the paranormal and whatnot, but like a lot of it, you, you know, a lot of the shit is just like, okay, if it's real, it's not going to be like, this. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So it's just funny, man. I think, but I've been hooked on it. I really have. It's just like that, dumb tv you need to watch you know? yeah I, I i haven't watched stuff like that in a while but i do remember just like kind of having discovery channel shit and a uh, dude like investigation discovery it's like i'd be like 12 years old and i'd be like they'd be like and then he tied her and and raped her for 20 hours and then t- dismembered her and threw her into the dump and i'm like wow that's that's nuts that's like i'm tw- like i'm 12 up. years old yeah. and i'm just like watching this shit and like fuck yeah yeah, it's fucked up. Um, yeah, no, I yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you just need some dumb TV, I guess. Um, I don't, because I, I haven't really been watching any movies or anything. I, I have a fucking documentary, Leap of Faith, that William let me borrow, uh, old Kaiser, and I I just, I tried watching the other day. It's not that I don't want to watch it, but, you know, Augie's just gets too much. And it's a documentary, a serious documentary, you, wanna you really want to just it. be yeah. in the moment and watch it. And I just hardly had the time. And the, when it comes to the late night stuff, I could watch it at late night. But, dude, I'll tell you, man, it's like once that 11, 30, 12 hits, I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, man, I'm ready to. I've, I've had so many nights lately where it's like I'll wind down to relax. I'll have my dinner and I'll play some video games. I might listen to some music. Sometimes I've been 
I've been trying to go on evening walks because it's dummy hot out now. Mm-hmm. And I'll get back and I'll I'll get the itch to watch a movie and I'll look and I'm like, nah, I can't start something now. I yeah. Can't start. You know what I really want to rewatch? It's been a while. Mm. Glorious Bastards. Oh, that's the movie's a good one. two and a half hours yeah. long, and it's like that's it's like every time I want to watch it, I just look at that and I'm like, I just can't commit that time. Well, I've been right wanting now. to rewatch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for a yeah. long time too. And yeah. Again, it's a fucking long movie, and then uh, you just. Once you think about it, that's when you're like, uh, yeah. And then the next day you think about like a scene from it. Like I'll be sitting around and I'll be thinking about like the, uh, I'll be thinking about the dude holding up his three fingers and then being able to tell that he's not German from that. Mm. And I'm like, oh fuck, I really want to watch that movie mm. again. And then, uh, and then I'll forget about it and then it'll be like nine thirty, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we're just making excuses about everything in life, but yeah. you know, because that's the thing. I don't know about you, but like, I I see people, and this this just always goes back to like you shouldn't compare yourself, and I I try not to do that. It's impossible to not compare yeah, yourself exactly. to others. You can try as hard as you can. You but just you see will. people doing what they want to do, mm-hmm. no matter if it's you know money or time or fucking whatever you know they always make it work between their their work life uh and in, interests and things like that and um it's just like how do you do that because sometimes i like i'll get a wild hair at my ass and i'll do that for a day and mm-hmm. then i don't ever do that again because i feel guilty about it or like i'm like oh no i need to do this or that i take most of my priority into like the strange film stuff or like making sure i'm there for augie or having to go to work or something like that but everything else it's like i just can't justify it a lot and i just get and then i get so behind on movies i get so behind on experiences i get so behind on you know fucking games or what anything and it's just like and then i look at everyone just doing it at any time they want and i'm like well, am I just being a little bitch here? Sometimes I think about that. You know, or or do I just, or am I, I don't know. You know, I just get in that little it's, state it's of hard mind to, It's hard to say because you don't really know, like. But everyone's pe- also different. Everyone could have their own fucking fucked up shit, too. Those, those people who are able to do those things, they might have a job that requires that they log in in the morning and they t- check a few boxes and they fill out a few forms. True. And then they get then they, they they get paid a hundred grand a year because they know how to use some software that most people don't know how to use and or something like that. And because of that, they are like they have no problem with like going out and doing things and whatnot. They they don't have that they don't have that stress because their number's big. All about that number, man. About that number. Gotta gotta destroy that that number. Just destroy the number. Destroy the number. The number of the beast. Number of the. Speaking of ghosts and devils and shit, spooky. Everyone should always have six hundred sixty-six dollars in their savings account. Perfect. It should never change. Yes. Hail Satan. <laughs> this this got dark. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is. We're gonna change the direction of this podcast. We're gonna start getting into the occult. On I'm this, gonna on this pod. I'm gonna show up in corpse makeup and mm-hmm. whatnot, and just we'll bring the Ouija board for the next one. Yeah, yeah. Start I prefer a Luigi board. Luigi board. Yeah. Could you imagine if you had a Ouija board, but like all the letters was just Luigi? <laughs> it's just like kill Nate. <laughs> Kill it, Nate. That was that was my best. Luigi. That was all right. That was pretty good. All right. Well, um, I guess we're at that time. This was a good one. This was a good this one. Was not like the absolute rolling around in our own shit and smearing it and throwing it at the walls. The last episode trying to was. Figure out, yeah, trying yeah. to figure out what we're even doing here. Um. All right, guys. We have a lot of shit coming up. Okay. So if you're in Knoxville, which a lot of you listeners are, uh, come hang out at Frank and Con this weekend. June 9th and 10th over at the uh, Alcoa Hilton. No, what's it? What the fuck? Holiday Inn? It's the airport hotel. I think it's Holiday Inn or, or maybe. Anyway, it's uh, it's right there next to the airport. Check it out, Frank and Con. Um, I just did a podcast with a guy who runs it, and it's going to be a really, really great show. Strange Films is going to have a little table there uh, so you can come say hi. And then the extravaganza is coming up in another week. The next weekend on the 17th at Central Cinema. It's free. Come on out. Come on Come out. Come on out. You get to see us and hang out, have a good time, and meet a lot of other cool filmmakers and creators. Uh, my sister dropped out of oh, the fucking shame. thing. I know. I was like, I'm going to make so much fun of you. I'm going to give you such a fucking razz on the on the show. But it's all right because I built the schedule, and I was like, honestly, it's pretty good because uh, yeah. 
I, 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 if she was still in, I don't think I would have been able to fit something in there. Is it's going to be such a tight thing? Yeah. Either way, okay. It would be nice. Check us out, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that good stuff. Yep. Uh, wish list Phantom Fury on Steam. And that's it. Thank you guys. We love you, and all right. we will see you in the circle of trust. Remember, money isn't real. Money isn't live your real. Life. Live your life and take uh be vulnerable with others take big shits take big shits and pisses which i'm about to do same bye, bye.